Welcome to the Bourbon Book Club, a bookish podcast for readers, writers, and literary lovers alike. Everyone has a seat at our table, so bring a book, grab a drink, and join the conversation. So what are you drinking today? That Okay, so what I'm drinking today is... Um, kind of my own invention that I brought to my favorite coffee shop for them to make for me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I went to the coffee shop that I go to all the time here. It's called Mirabelle and it's in Savannah and they're so cute. I love them. And I got a London Fog espresso latte. Ooh, yeah. Right? And then I asked if they had any alcohol and they said no. And <laughs> they were like, so I was like okay, I can... I can handle that part. So normally, like, they just have the London Fog, and I was like, can you put espresso in there because I'm fucking tired? (laughs) And so they did, and I came home, and I followed a recipe on the internet and put in the gin. So it is a spiked London Fog with a shot of espresso. I am living for that. And you're the one who said, let's do a London Fog in just mm-hmm. tribute to our episode today where we go into reading slumps and it's kind of like a yes. brain fog. So I'm doing something similar. I have a London fog. I did cheat where I already have London fog, the concentrate from, I think it's Taz OT. Um, oh, I used to yes. Starbucks. So I just know that's what they get. And I'm like, okay. Love that. So poured it into a cup and then got uh, whipped cream vodka and Kahlua. It's so so good. good. I put a little sprig of um, a cinnamon stick in there and some like nutmeg powder on top and it's amazing. But the problem is, is like, I don't feel that there's enough alcohol, but I know how I am when it comes to Kahlua and you never feel like there's enough and then it hits you super fast. So by the end of this episode, you're always like, I don't even taste it. it Like this is amazing. And then all of a sudden you're on the ground and you're waking up 24 hours later. So (laughs) This could be that episode where this happens to me, which, wonderful adventure. Yeah, honestly, like, that might be the cure for the reading slump. It's just getting a little bit annihilated. Exactly. And then just scroll through TikTok or BookTok and pick all the books that they have as recommendations. Yeah. That is also what I've been doing. I have been... I don't know what the fuck is going on. I barely finished anything last month like in November I I like picked up a ton of books and got halfway through like all of them and like I I don't want to shit on any of them but like nothing was just giving what needed to be gave like I would get through half of it and be like I just can't and the problem that I kept running into and this is my own fault is that like my brain is just fucking fried right now like this time of year it's not working it's not clicking the gears have stopped turning they are the gears are not lubricated (laughs) they are dry crusted dusted (laughs) gears and like I just uh delivered my final manuscript for the year so I'm like done until January for like editing and so now my brain is like, okay, we can stop now. We can we can stop. And I'm like, no, 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 please keep going. Please don't The shutoff switch has now. been hit. It has been whacked. Oh, my gosh. It has been whacked. Well, I get that, too. Because for November, it was... I get seasonal depression. Like, I think everyone gets seasonal depression. Yeah. And I always tell my friends, especially if I'm, like, we're new friends or acquaintances. I'm like, don't feel 
upset with me when I just bail on everything around September, October, and November because I am mm-hmm. not equipped for life. Like, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to see people. If people are in my just vicinity, I need to leave. Mm-hmm. It's just way too much for me. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I've been feeling. And typically, I lean on books. But this is just not the time to lean on books. Like, I cannot... I, I am like you where I have not been able to finish any books other than The Maidens. And... Yes. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I mean, there's a couple that I finished, but... It, it wasn't anything that would, like, grab my attention or they were just kind of, like, mindless reads. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was going to, like, you know, stand on a mountaintop and be like, this was the best damn book of my life. I think that's yeah. part of the problem, too, is it's just, like, I can't find anything that I'm feeling really drawn to right now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm to- I totally feel that. Like, I also feel, like, like how I was saying that my brain has, like, stopped yeah. working. Like, oh, my my dog is awake. I might have to go get her. <laughs> but um, a lot of the... Okay, I have to go get her. But we can keep Pause. recording. It'll be quick. Come here, A working mother. Oh, seriously. Like, you came in, she has her little outfit on, and you're just patting her back. Her little Christmas oh sweater. Hang on, let me take a... I have to take a photo You really do. And you have to take a photo work. of the cup and post it whenever this episode goes live so people can see the cute cup that you have. Okay. Yes. I took one when I was at the coffee shop. Oh, I perfect. that one. Um, yes. Okay. Yes, I think another problem that I've been having is, like, my brain has stopped working, and a lot of the books that I picked up intending to read right now are, like, too hard. (laughs) They're, like, too hard. Um, They're excellent books that I love, but, like, I just, like, do not have the mental capacity to finish them right now. One in particular that I love so far i'm about halfway through as i am with everything that i'm reading right now i'm halfway through with fucking everything and just dropping it but um i'm reading the night circus by aaron morgan stern mm-hmm. morgan stern i think that's it um and it's so good but also like very like it jumps timelines it jumps perspectives it's like got its own magic system it follows like all of these like disparate characters and it is like it's not a super easy read and it just demands more than i have (laughs) right now it's asking too much of you at this time yes (laughs) yes and you know what i feel like people are way too often like not willing to say that like this book is too hard for me yeah. right now it doesn't make it like it does not mean that you're stupid or illiterate no it doesn't um like i'm literally a book editor that's my job but sometimes my brain is like i have to power down this is way too much for my brain to process i can actually physically feel the words going in and not, not clicking at all yeah it's like all of a sudden not you're on all. chapter 10 and you're just like what did i what did i read I don't even know what I'm yes. reading right now. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm, like, I'm trying so hard to, like, stay in the moment 
and like visualize all these beautiful elements that you have crafted mm-hmm. for me, the reader, and like I'm doing a bad job, so I have to take a break. And in a way, it's a disservice to the author because it's like they have created this wonderful book, but just not at the capacity to really take it in. And so it's like, yes, uh, you know what? I should put this down for a while. I should put this down, come back when I'm at a place that I feel good. And, you know, it could be seasonal depression. And with everything that you have going on right now, writing your own book (laughs) and finishing it, I mean, finishing the, like, the draft, the first draft, that's insane. What's more (laughs) insane is you finished it and then jumped right into editing. I did do that. I did do that. Okay. So, yes, I finished the very first draft of my first book. Um, Are we giving names right now? I don't know. I literally, I have not told anyone anything, like, about mm-hmm. it. But maybe? If anywhere's going to get the grand reveal, it should probably be I this show. I would say, yeah. Okay, so then I'll tell you. So my very first book, the draft that I just finished, it is called Where the Water Burns. It is a... I know. <laughs> it, it is a new adult... Uh, dark fantasy series i may have started book two stop stop okay she started book two and i'm still waiting to read this and i'm done but it's fine it's fine listen (laughs) listen okay um also look olive is like looking at you she's like excuse you so um i finished the first draft like two weeks ago and it was like the craziest moment of my entire life. Um, <laughs> like it felt like even better than when I graduated college. <laughs> I, I was so serious. Yeah. Like I got like I kind of thought like I'm ne- when I graduated and I got my bachelor's degree. I didn't have like a ceremony or anything because of COVID. Like we didn't do a walk or anything. I had a virtual graduation where they showed a PowerPoint that everybody could a watch live and my name. <laughs> yes, it was a PowerPoint presentation, yeah. and my name came up on the screen, and me and like my whole family were there in my living room, and we saw my name come on the screen, <laughs> and that was my was graduation. Like, <laughs> yes, and then like two months later, I got my degree in the mail great and all but and I genuinely thought like in that moment I am never gonna feel more accomplished than this because this degree was so fucking hard and uh then I finished my first book and I was like okay this Mm -hmm. is better this is a better (laughs) this feels better but um I got to the point I want to say like the halfway point of writing the book where I was like what the fuck do I do now? I'm halfway done with this fucking book. My brain is melted. I, I've changed so much that like the first half of the book and the second half of the book don't, are not consistent. Do not flow at all. It's not readable. This is terrible. And that's part of the reason why I like jumped straight into edits because I was like, this is my first draft and it is embarrassing. (laughs) It is so bad. I like changed names of, characters halfway through like just so much it's like reading two different books so that is what i am working on now and it's so difficult with my brain being so stupid i just i knew this was gonna happen because i was like editor sydney is going to put on her cap and she's just gonna roll like there's (laughs) no way (laughs) i will read this book once it's been printed (laughs) 
<laughs> That's how I feel. But no, 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 no. Listen, I, I have listed out all of my final edits. So I finished the first round of edits, um, which is basically a developmental round. I just went in and took out all of the things that I wasn't going to use yeah. anymore. Like I had a subplot to add and I had a subplot to take out because it just, by the end of the book, it wasn't interesting. I never came back to it and I have no plans for it. So I just took it out. Um, and I had a couple things that I wanted to totally rewrite because I had some like pretty intense spice in there. Yeah. And when I got to the end, I was like, I hated it. <laughs> When I got to the end, I was like, this is just not very good. Yeah. Was it just, like, and too feel- much? It just overpowering, especially for the first book? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was totally what it was. It was like... There's my dog again. <sighs> okay, so are we talking about what, like, the synopsis of the book? Yeah, yeah, we can. Okay. Good. Um, I'm Hold on. The name of the book, though. We didn't even touch on that. Like, when you first told me, I gasped. Like, I think my soul left my body and then came back to me because it was like, damn, that's a good name. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. No, the names that I went through with this book, like, some of them were so cringe. (laughs) I mean, you have to start off with some really crappy names to find that little jewel. We definitely did. Like, I started off with, like, the most basic a blank of blank and blank like types yep yes and um that i think you just can't do that anymore in fantasy books no that has to i'm getting very tired of blood ash not naming (laughs) names um i'm getting very tired embers i'm just like Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, honey. I don't like. Now we have honey everywhere. It's just we have honey everywhere. We have shadow everywhere. Yes. Everything is shadow. Which, like, I am in that. That was what this book was before. It was, uh, like, uh, what was it? I have it in my notes. Let me find it. Yes. Oh God. Someone <laughs> feel free to steal this because it's a fucking horrible name. Oh, 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 I had, I had a war of light and shadow. What? All right, and stay tuned for 2023 when someone steals that and then releases that book. Yeah, uh, fucking go for it. I literally don't care and I will roast it. Oh my gosh. That is, well, it's like a court of thorn, you know, it's a lot of people are doing that, which I get because it does sound good. I mean, it rolls off the tongue. It sounds nice. But it's just so overplayed now. Everyone's doing it. So I'm like, I need someone to do something else. I don't... She's the literary Libra on TikTok. I forgot what her name is. She's like, hangs with Kaven a lot. Mm -hmm. And she has, I think it's the Poppies of Danfield. Such a good name. Love that. I, I was not expecting that. Yeah. I was not expecting that at all because everyone in that community is just really stuck with like Sarah J Mass or... Miss Almond Trout. So yeah. Well, I mean, go back even further. Like, Mass is not like the origin of the the blank of blank and blank. It's our bestie George R. R. Martin who's hitting us with the mm-hmm. fucking a song of ice and fire, a game That's of true. thrones. Like, and probably even before that, like that that is just like it'll be recycled again at some point. Yes, but it'll be not recycled. by me. <laughs> 
And you're like, not me though. No, no, no. And now you, you're probably going to be coined with the best name for a book at least the year that it comes out. You're being Which, way too nice. <laughs> st- I'm not. I'm not being nice. I'm just being honest because I think that that's such an amazing name. And also, when is this book coming out? What is your projection? <sighs> okay, so like I said, I did the first round of edits because I changed so, so much. I did. I changed some shit that I haven't even told you about because it came to me like two days ago. <laughs> so like this book from where it started to where it is now is worlds apart like they I can't believe that they are born from the same idea they're so yeah. fucking different and like I went back and read some of the stuff from my like very very first draft like just some like scenes thrown around oh my god what a shit show like just good god sister girl <laughs> what You're like happening? what is it's a massacre in here yes um, but honestly can we give you kudos for looking back on your work and being constructive because there's a lot of people who don't do that i mean a lot they stay with the story they keep with the concept and then that's their achilles heel in the end that is very true that is true and i think that comes that often like that problem arises when you're working under like very strict deadlines like i currently like i've never published a book this would this will be a debut. I don't have an agent. I don't have a deadline. I'm just doing this Yet. because I like to read. I like to write. And I work in pub- I work in editing. So, like, that's fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my goal is to do finish the second round of developmental edits with all of the ideas that came after the first round. Um, and like I said, I'm re- I am redoing essentially taking out most of the spice because it was way too much for book one it took away from the story and the other thing is that at first I intended on it being a fantasy romance and then when I got through it I was like this actually can't constitute as a romance because a romance book has to have a happily ever after Mm, like by definition and this does not so is that foreshadowing for us? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Everyone's going to get my bottle of tequila. Like, yeah. It is not a happy story. Uh, no, but you're going to be heartbroken, and that's fine. I Honestly, I was. Like, I sobbed writing some of this stuff, and I'm not even trying to, like, eat my own ass over here. It's like, <laughs> it's literally, I was so attached to these characters yeah that, like there's this one scene in particular that when i wrote it like i was just like <laughs> like losing my fucking mind yeah. it was so embarrassing i'm really scared now but like happy at the same time mostly scared uh because i'm not well my brain's not well <laughs> so reading this am i gonna need to like take another trip back to the sane asylum or like are we good yeah this is a grippy socks vacation kind of oh i'm <laughs> so excited i love the coloring books they give no sharp pencils either i i know i love it <laughs> um so i am hoping that i will get through the second round of developmental edits in the next like two weeks and i have my query letter written yeah ready to go and the first 10 pages kind of (laughs) so like yeah i feel like i'll be ready to send it pretty soon and i'm trying to get the first query out before like christmas totally takes over because like people are going to be 
fucking busy and like yeah i'm not gonna be shut down for a bit yeah i'm not gonna be editing shit on christmas day so like why would an agent be reading exactly like i hope you're not i hope you're doing other things but if you are i feel like that's a hallmark movie so true kudos to you (laughs) they always work on christmas Mm -hmm. um and I saw that you said that you're planning on getting it sent in by or on October 13th. Or not October, December 13th. Yes. Yes. That, that's my grandfather's birthday. So that's good luck. Oh my God. Maybe that's why that day like came to it's me. It's good luck. I, honestly, you know? I have, the day is totally arbitrary. I just like picked it out of, no. I was like, that's the day. I don't it know why. It feels solid. It feels good. I mean, that's a calling to you. So. I'm it's nervous happen. though. I'm really fucking nervous. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, I'm watching you have this breakdown of, like, being nervous and, like, happy, joyful. And I'm over here just, like, this is so exciting to be able to tell everyone that I'm friends with a New York Times bestselling author. (laughs) So. Besties. (laughs) Listen. I I feel like You believe in the law of attraction. I do. I've been trying to manifest it. I've I've been writing it down in my little journal. But, like, I think this totally is attributing to my huge-ass reading slump, too, is that like in the editing process it's like every time I read something that I really like I'm like ooh that would be a cool thing to have in my book and I'm Mm -hmm. like at what point do I need to like fucking stop you know what I mean and like I feel like that's a a big thing that I notice when I read the same genre as what I'm writing is like I read something and I'm like this is brilliant I would love to have like a creature inspired by the same thing like I love this lore. I like really like the way that they're describing this aesthetic. I'd love to have, you know, a similar vibe. And then it's like, well, no. <laughs> like the like, book. Because if I do that, then I have to change everything. Exactly. So, no. Exactly. So I, it's so hard to draw that line, especially when you are like an average reader, like we are, and also a writer. It's like, when do and I... also with you too, like we're both the same and we read multiple genres. It's not just one yeah. specific thing. So it's not just like in your brain going to follow the same lines of fantasy. There's going to be a mixture of everything, which I think is going to curate the book perfectly because there's going to be a mixture of everything for everyone in a sense, because your writing style is not going to be so typical. I don't want to say typical, but typical, you know, like yeah, I feel I get... like there's going to yeah. be more of at least between the lines there's going to be more substance there than what you would regularly get from someone who strictly only writes and reads that one specific genre i hope so so like you're like i'm not i'm over here being humble so i'm not gonna say yes well you know it's like no one else has like read this shit yet except Mm -hmm. my grandma she's been very supportive (laughs) kathy has been my ride or die like i have been calling my grandma at three o'clock in the morning and being like what if the monsters do this (laughs) like that's the bullshit that my grandma kathy has been putting up with in the oh we love it yeah i think there's gonna be an acknowledgement for kathy oh a hundred percent like she's the shining star of my query too like in there i'm like i wrote this book for my grandma so if you're mean about it like that's really fucked up she's an old lady (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh Um, my gosh well also we didn't even talk about the synopsis like what is this book about oh that's a great question (laughs) that's a great question i just realized that i'm like we need a meat and potatoes yes okay so uh the book is here here's the blurb we have our main character who this is 
brace yourself. There's a lot of changes. These are this is the point where I'm going to tell you about them. Our main character is a half human, half vampire girl. She's a dampier. The book is largely inspired by Slavic and Japanese folklore. It follows this girl who is a dampier who is basically hidden in this creepy, crawly swamp uh, because uh, people want to kill her. <laughs> you know, the classic. And um, a plague befalls her village. And so she's given this like impossible choice of like, okay, do I watch everybody here die? Or do I risk being found in search of a cure? And so she likes to fight for them. And she goes seeking the aid of the crows, which is this group of powerful and ancient apothecaric mages who are tasked with like, healing but also other creepy things <laughs> I have it written out I have the blurb written out very well somewhere else this is not it <laughs> you're um, just going off the cuff which is already still good I'm going off the cuff I'm a little bit drunk but um that's I mean, what the do vibe. they expect from you and me <laughs> exactly like lower your standards besties please I'm doing my best <laughs> and we started <laughs> this episode telling you that my brain is not working but yeah it's a it is a dark fantasy, um, lots of, like, horror elements. Like, it's, I'd probably classify it as, like, a horror fantasy. Um, it's very, like, Lovecraftian in Ooh. nature. Like, I mean, it's not, like, centered around, like, a Cthulhu type of character. Like, there's not, like, yeah. actual Lovecraftian monsters, but it's very Lovecraftian in vibes. But hold the, you know, the racism that is very prevalent Please. in all of H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft's books. Yeah, take that out. That is not there. That is gone. That is very much gone. It's. A, I mean, I think it's a pretty diverse read that's got some pretty solid representation that I worked very hard to, like, curate and depict accurately in something that um, would be, like, interesting and helpful yeah. At the same time, it's it's scary and sad and dark and stuff. Like, this is not a squishy tale about happy-go-lucky fantasy adventures. No. <laughs> it's pretty fucking rough. See, and I feel like that's also something that's that already shows that it's keen into your broad or, like, diverse um, ideas when it comes to reading and writing. You're already pulling that in because I don't think that there's a lot of people who would do that you know when it comes mm -hmm. to fantasy very rarely do I hear that it has a mixture with horror which it should because most of the time there is scary things but I wouldn't like for god any books that have been fantasy in the last few years I wouldn't say any of them really pick that standard of horror but yeah. based off of where you're going it sounds really good and really interesting too I I kind of struggled with the same thing. And this is not me trying to be like, I'm doing something that no one else is doing because I don't think that that's necessarily true. But she is. True. I'll <laughs> say it for her, but oh she God. is. <laughs> but like when you write your query letter, you're supposed to include comparable titles. Um, so mm -hmm. like, this is perfect for fans of this and this. And like, I have struggled to find something that I think is like on that line. And like, I don't know, like, something that is as scary. 
as this and maybe the pro- maybe the problem is that like I'm looking at fantasy works as a reference when I might should be looking at some more horror um, to compare it to like I I don't really know and I probably won't know for sure until I finish the second round of developmental edits because right now there's still scenes in there that I'm kind of iffy about like one of them um, I wrote and it's like it's a it's probably the most gruesome scene it definitely is it's the most gruesome scene in the entire book <laughs> and I wrote it and after that I asked Will my husband to read it and I was like I am worried that this is like too far like I just think that this is like not okay and he yeah. was, and he was like well you know it's probably because like you're just sensitive to that kind of stuff like he, and he made a comment that was like I like watch a lot of like gory movies and I play a bunch of gory video games so he's like to me it probably won't be that graphic and I was like you know what that's a great point you're totally right because I don't like I don't fuck with like a lot of like gory media and so I was like you read it and you tell me what you think and he (laughs) came back after he read that and he was like what the fuck like (laughs) you said that you weren't gonna be he was like um is this a Verity moment like are you gonna just come and stab me in the middle of the night or like uh, yeah, oops. I think I'm gonna have to take it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, Maybe. well, it's dependent. It's dependent to on where, like you said, of where what direction you want it to go. Yeah, I think because... I'll, I can leave that in uh, in the version that you read. Okay, I like that. And uh, you just let me know. I'm not even gonna tell you what it is because you'll know it when you find. It. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's gonna be red flags everywhere. You'll see it. Yeah, yeah. This one uh, is quite glaring like a flare in the stormy sea <laughs> yeah <laughs> perfect I'm so excited for that at least I get now I get to say that I have read something of yours that no one else other than Will has read yeah oh yeah I'm you great. you are getting like the the raw uncut shit and I'm like so you excited. have to be so honest because there are some things in here that like I've read and I'm like I can't read them anymore because my brain will fall apart but someone else needs to tell me how to change this because it's not good (laughs) (laughs) I think why the reason I have so much confidence is because I've read some of the work that you've sent to me um in the dual book that we were writing and I mean my gosh (laughs) I I literally was like are you freaking kidding me I wanted to say the full f I I wanted to say hard f right now but I was like you know refrain yourself refrain yourself because I was so (laughs) Like, oh my God, I went to my husband and I said, do you read this shit? And he's not a reader, mind you. He's not someone who, like, he has the attention span of a fly. He read it. <laughs> we love him. He, he didn't read mine. I can promise you that. Could not tell or ask him what I wrote. But you could definitely go up to him and be like, what is Sydney write? And he would be able to tell you because it was so captivating. The way that you write, it's very fluent. It's like poetry. It comes out very beautiful. And you do it in a way where it's very soft and subtle. It's not like in your face, I'm an amazing writer. It's like, I'm an amazing writer. I don't have to throw it at you. You can see it just by the elegance of my words. You're going to make me cry. You should cry because you're an amazing writer. And I was so pissed. Stop. Oh my God. I was like, we're doing a dual book and she wants me to write with her. Fuck that. I think our dual book is great. Like, I think our dual book is awesome. And we're going to query that one too when we're... And, like, 
Guys, Bessie's, we were doing NaNoWriMo, and it was entirely my fault that it did not get done because... It's fine. I, it's fine. I was going through an existential crisis, so I was pretty happy, so... Oh, my God. Literally, same. And, like, it, the, I'm fucking serious. Like, the ending of my book, like, snuck up on me. I did not think I would even finish the first draft this year. I really didn't. And, like, I have discovered... This is going to sound so fucking dumb like to other people like this is like how did you not think about this earlier you stupid bitch but like <laughs> this I hacked my own writing style and that is how I finished this draft like at the beginning of November I think I was like not even halfway done like I think I was at like 30,000 words and then That's like insane. I found I found my fucking rhythm and I'm gonna tell you how I did it now and I just zoomed through this book I am like I cannot believe how well it worked for me and I found it because of you actually um because oh, yes because of our <laughs> book like so when, yeah so Danny and I obviously we're writing a book we started doing a NaNoWriMo we did not finish but we're gonna keep trucking um it's gonna happen <laughs> but we did like a chapter a day and would send them back and forth to each other. So she would write chapter one, send it to me. I'd write chapter two, send it back. Da, 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 da. And so that like segmentation of the writing was like a game changer for me. And I was like, can I just do this with my own book? And so this is what I ended up doing. I had already split the documents in half like I wrote the first half of the book and then I was working on the second half which I knew I wanted to be way more horrific and it just was like easier for me to like split the two documents and like keep all my gritty horror stuff in one that's just how my yeah. brain needed to work so that's how I did it and so then I started doing each chapter in a different document and so I started like segmenting them like that so I would pull up a new document and say I'm on chapter 18 I would start the document with like a brief summary of the things that I wanted to happen here. And then I would write the entire thing. And it got so much easier to do an entire chapter a day. Yeah. And so like that's kind of what I ended up doing. And then by the last week of November, I was like, oh my God, I have three chapters left. And then the book is going to be fucking done. Like, what the fuck? And it was so much easier to like push through that when... I had, like, that sense of completion every day. Yeah. Like, I would wake up and be like, okay, I'm writing a chapter today. I'm going to open a document, and I will not close the document until the chapter is done. And then I did that every single day, and then I was like, holy fucking shit, the book is, like, just writing itself. It's so crazy. <laughs> and it's not overwhelming. And I think that that is really what yes. gets it for a lot of people is there's – you're at this road where you're staring at a million miles that you have to go – and it's like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. I just want it to write itself because you have all of the words inside your head. You have the whole thing in your head and you just want it to plop out on the paper. Yes. But it's, that's not how life works. Unfortunately. I've tried. Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. I look at the computer and no words happen. <laughs> um, so I I do like that a lot. And you started that when you sent the like brief descriptions of the chapter, chapters to me. And you were like, okay, what do you think? And then I looked at them. I may have added like a little bit more detail yeah. in one. And then I sent it back to you. And that helped me because it was like, this is super easy. I already know what's going to happen in this chapter. I know everything that needs to occur. I'm just basically adding mm -hmm. the filler. And that's it. And even for me, I didn't even add filler. I just rewrote, <laughs> I just rewrote detail. And I was like, okay, I'll even expand yeah, more on that later. Like, it's like you've already done 
the work. You just like yeah, you've created the story. You know the direction that it's going, and you're not looking at that million mile road. Thinking, yes. Oh my god, I have, and I like that you're opening up a new document because you're not seeing that like the word cluster, which can be so exactly. daunting. Yes. You did. You created a hack. You created a hack. And I, <laughs> I hope a lot of people use that because it's helpful. Please do. Because, like, the, you're totally right. Like, opening up the other document, like, that would always bog me down. Because, like, as an editor, I would open it up. And, you know, it's, you know, 300 pages. So I got to scroll all the way down to the bottom to start again. And, like, I would inevitably, like, see something that I was like, oh, and let me work on that now. And so, like, instead of, like, just jumping to where I left off, yeah. I would, like, see the thing that I had left off on and be like, okay, I'm going to elaborate on this right now. And, like, I was inadvertently doing editing while I was drafting, which is a big no-no. Do not do that. you're never going to finish. You ever. It's going it. to be a whole new book by the end. And mm-hmm. you're going to have seven books in one, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now, with... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I also found that... Um, I think I don't know if this will hold true for every book that I write ever because obviously this is my first complete manuscript but um I think I am going to be an underwriter because I finished this book um at I think 75,000 words was the final and I was aiming for more of the 100k and now that I'm going through with my edits like I'm at, like, 80K, and I haven't even gotten to, like, the halfway point of, like, fixing it. So I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so thank God I, like, didn't hit my word count goal before edits because Honestly, it would be yeah. fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, because then you'd have to go back and cut a lot more. Yeah, and I don't want to do that. I've already yeah. cut so much. No, exactly. Exactly. Unless it works that you can put it, cut it and put it into the next book, we don't want as much cutting because we want your story. But the crows, yes. Like, come on. Yeah. When you told me that, when you t- are you t- are you able to talk about their regalia, like what they wear? Yeah, yeah, we can. We can talk about it. Yeah. <sighs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Explain it all. Okay, so uh, the crows, like I said, are this like ancient and powerful group of um, like mages and apothecaries. So people can go to them for like requests for aid and um, and healing and protection and and things like that they're like a council much more like a cult and um they do resemble like your classic plague doctor but because they are all mages all of their masks and robes and things reflect the concentration and the medium of their magic so on the council we have um the crows and their mates so two crows that go together are the glass crow and the gilded crow so one of them is like completely constructed of glass um and like their magic revolves around like being able to manipulate it and then we have the gilded crow which you know their mask is like made out of gold and they're able to manipulate different metals and things like that and then so there's gilding glass and then there's blood and blight so the blood crow and the blighted crow Um, So they deal with a lot of blood magic, a lot of plague magic. So they're very important to this story. Um, And then they also have different apprentices. So their masks are like smaller, not as powerful and not like defined into what their magic will be. And um, also the crows are like old as fuck. They're ancient. Like these are all old daddies up in here. I mean, they're not all men. They're, they're kind of, they're, I mean, they're really like non-binary, but that's beside yeah. the point. But they're old <laughs> as fuck. They're all like 500 and like have attained this level of magic that is like 
unfathomable to anyone else. And they rock up in this, like, old, scary-ass cathedral with, like, a big old cemetery in the back and, like, a creepy bottomless lake and all of those fun things. Oh, my gosh. All the good stuff. All All the the good good stuff. stuff. That's And so that's are them. they born with magic or is this something that they seek to obtain? So in this world, the way I have it set up right now is that um, we've got vampires and humans. All vampires are mages, but not all mages are vampires. If that okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, yeah. But I do have it where um, the the ability to obtain those abilities is something that is like for lack of a better term like gate kept by the crows yeah so like there have been people who have like been blessed with these different abilities but usually it comes at like a really great sacrifice and typically you don't get them unless you do join the crows and then you you set out to become one which means that you like abide by this very very strict moral code of how you use magic so do they walk the line of good and evil or uh yeah okay (laughs) yeah um so when i first started this i totally intended for them to be the good guys there's i think there's something on my story highlight on my instagram where i was like when you're writing a book and like the good guys start portraying your main character and you did not see this coming and you're just like watching it happen in horror like that's literally what it was i totally intended for them to be like um the cool like I wanted it to be like a magic school where like our main character goes to like learn about her power and like she joins the apprentices and all this stuff that did not happen I don't know what happened I don't know why it didn't happen I cannot explain it to you I had no authority in the matter it just happened <laughs> it just me. happened it, the it story wrote itself did. and I was like yeah. writing it like oh my god this is not what I intended at all <laughs> but it's good because I like that I like that they or that that teeter-totter yeah and so we don't know we don't know what could happen with villain we don't know what could happen with them helping it's just kind of yeah and like you don't know like anybody's motivations at all like i think that's like a hallmark of a new adult book we talked about this before that like you don't know who is the good guy who's the bad guy and what are people's motivations and are they good or bad like i think that is what makes it new adult is that yeah. like it's up to you as the reader to decide like who are the good guys who am I rooting for because like yeah. you don't know and like you've got these two opposing sides of the humans and the vampires but our main character is half of both so like who is she gonna support like, like you exactly. don't know and that is like kind of the whole thing that I'm going for along I with like that. a lot of scary drama trauma blood and blight all All the good good detail like weaved in between yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what we're excited for but it it has it has been so draining it has been like really rough and like i'll go through days where like i'm on a high like i'll get through so much and i'm like this is so great this book is amazing i'm so proud of myself and then i'll get to like the next day i'll be like this fucking sucks like I it is literally so embarrassing that I've even told anybody that I'm writing this because (laughs) it is terrible like uh, I don't know I'm going like I'm all over the place with like my confidence and all that and I think part of it is that like nobody else has read it 
because like it's objectively unfinished and I don't want people to like read it and be like this doesn't make sense and I'm like I know I'm working on that You're so like I, like, I, I want to get through those fucking edits and then I need you to read it I need you to read it so bad I am li- just over here waiting I know just over here waiting very excited I have all of my stationery that I have not cracked into and I fully expect you to send it to me immediately through digital file whatever and I will print that shit out and I have all the highlighters. Like, I literally have a pack of highlighters I've not opened. It's all, like, for you, for your purposes. It's very dark academia theme, too. Oh like, all God. of my little tabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is it. I am saving this for her. So. I love you so much. Okay, then I need to know from, like, from your perspective. Like, you know, I'm over here, like, drowning in my own shit. You're over here, like, supporting your bestie who's losing her fucking mind. Like... <laughs> And, like, for you listeners out there, know that me and Danny have discussed this, and she has promised to be, like, objective and tell me, like, the truth about it. So, like, do you have, like, how are you going to, how do you do that? <laughs> like, what is your intention and, like, your method that you have in mind to, like, go through this shit and, like, I th- well, okay, I wish I was wording this better. I wish I was more sober so I could speak better. But, um, <laughs> like, it's, it is so difficult to, like, give honest feedback to like your friends like I find it difficult sometimes to give developmental edits to my clients and like be like this has to go like I'm sorry bestie this is like cross that out so like what is that process going to be like for you do you think so for me it's not something that I'm worried about just because I am I've always been the friend that when something does happen Mm -hmm. and people ask for my advice I will always say like do you want my real advice, because that's what I'm going to give you. If you don't want real advice, take it elsewhere. Because <laughs> I don't, like, especially relationship things. I will get to, like, how I'm going to do it in a second. But, like, mm-hmm. if I have a friend who comes to me for relationship problems, number one, I hate that. <laughs> I don't think that you should air your relationship problems to friends. It never works out. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, so I can tell you, I can give you advice, but it's advice that I feel is going to be beneficial for not only you, but your other half. And I'm going to look at what they said. I'm also going to fill in gaps because you're going to give me gaps. Like, yes, no one's ever going to tell me their faults and what they did that was wrong. So that's how I look at life. And that's how I look at friendship. Like if I have a friend, I expect them to be wholly honest with me. And if they're not, I'm not going to say that they're a crappy friend. I'm just going to say that they just aren't, you know, comfortable with telling me, you know, severe like specific things that I need to be told. Yeah. And so when it comes to like the developmental or the like the editing portion of it, the way that I have it planned out is, like I said, I want it in printed paper. So if you send it to me yeah. digitally, I will print it out. And I'm going to go line by line. Well, first I'm going to read the chapter. Then I'm going to go back to the chapter. So it's going to be chapter by chapter. I'm going to do a full read through. And then I'm going to go back and like make notes of anything that I think is like, okay, that could be worked on. That could be fixed. What's happening? What are What questions? I'm going to save that until like I get to maybe like the third chapter or like fourth chapter, we'll keep it even. And then I'll just make sure everything within those four chapters are cohesive mm-hmm. or they make sense. And if there's any plots or plot holes, I'll put them to the side and see if they get filled in in later chapters. And if I feel like it's too far away, like that fill in of that you know gap is just way too far away in the chapters, I'm gonna bring it back to you and say, hey, you know, I feel like this is something that we could possibly do a little yeah. bit earlier on. So there's no confusion. And then if there's anything, because 
grammatically i cannot help you <laughs> i am not good <laughs> that's with fine that. well but... actually let me like jump in really quick and like talk about this this is something i get asked about all the time about like being an editor and like what yeah. does that mean so like you're i offer different like editing services the i fucking hate proofreading like i and i have stopped offering exclusive proofreading services the thing that i specialize in is developmental editing and manuscript evaluations yeah. so like that is what i like to do so this if you suck at grammar then you probably shouldn't be a full-time book editor if you like seriously are terrible at it like just in general but like you do like that is not all like what editing is and there's so many different types like you can be a developmental editor and like not know jack shit about like whom versus who or like commas and stuff (laughs) you i mean like i recommend that you do but like you (laughs) you don't like there's such a huge difference it's not a necessity yeah like there's a big difference in hiring a developmental editor and a proofreader and so like you know how to ignore all the commas don't I, who gives Less. a fuck about the commas I, mean, I need like your brain I need your brain and I'm so Less. so lucky to have you and I know that like you will tell me the truth because like I've had that before where like I've had both sides where I feel like people are being too nice like my friends and family and like my mom love Melissa oh, like yes. she's just like too supportive where like I don't need that right now yes. like I need you to be just honest with me yes. but I don't need you to be like too mean or I don't need the thing the reason why I say like I'm not going to come to you with anything until it's completely done until like my whole review is completely mm-hmm. done is because when I was writing I sent something I was going chapter by chapter which was very dumb on my part but I have like OCD when it comes to my writing and I would just like to get it fixed at the moment which I have since learned is not not smart. the vibe yeah not it's the vibe. big inhibitor Yes. And so I sent it to someone. She read only the first chapter and literally she gave me like a question or what she considered to be a plot hole, which was answered on the very first page of the next chapter. Yes. So I'm like, you can't, you can't be doing that. I need you also, are you actually reading this book? Yeah. Like, are you reading what I wrote you? That is so frustrating to me. And in my head, it's like, if you're giving me the honor to read something that you've crafted, because this is your baby, like this is... This is more important than a baby, and maybe it's because I'm not a fan of children. <laughs> but this is something that you've crafted from within your mind that you're putting on paper that you are hoping that people will, um, like, their imagination will create the world for you. Yes. Because you've created it on paper, but it's up to them to actually implement that in their head. And mm-hmm. so if you're giving me that opportunity, I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to make sure that, number one, we're getting you to New York Times bestselling author. <laughs> number two... We're going to make sure that you have a movie deal after this or a television deal. (laughs) And then possibly if there is a game system out there, Project Red, if you're looking. Hello. Hi. Hello. um, Then, yeah, we can set you up with that, too. Yeah, just hit (laughs) me up. Our email is in the description. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how I I take it very seriously whenever I'm given this opportunity. Thank God. And so I'm going to be honest with you. Because, like I, like I was I mean, saying, like, I've definitely had people be, like, too nice. But I've also had people, like, kind of like you were saying, where, like, they they give me feedback. And, like, you can tell that it's, like, not intended for the betterment of the book. It's, like, condescending, I don't yes. want to say. Or they're comparing you against another book of the same genre. And it's, like, no, we're not yeah. doing that. It's, like, 
it's you can tell when like someone is giving you like harsh feedback because they like don't want you to succeed yes it's like there's a you can read something and like if there's no solution like present then it's like likely that someone is like trying to discourage you rather than help you and yeah. like i've definitely and that's had that before. what it is it's it's very big for someone to say okay let me allow you into my world that i've created and let me hear your thoughts on it that can be intrusive that's yeah. scary that's very scary and it needs to be handled in my opinion with like kid gloves Mm-hmm. because that person has put everything into this one world like I know on a daily basis when I think of any book that because I've not finished a book and I've had multiple that I've tried to write but we're not going to go there but any book we that do I need to go there to we need to go there in the next episode we need to talk about the like, next episode your roadblocks she's not ready and, like, how to get you there because like you guys Danny's like working manuscript right now like I would chew off my left arm to be able to read this thing I would too. I'm very obs- I want to know what happens. Well, I know what happens, but I want this bitch on paper. Me too. <laughs> it's very frustrating to me. But every time every time I'm like doing something just randomly, I'm thinking of my world. And it's specifically to the one that we're talking about is I, I'm thinking of my world and I'm thinking of my characters. And so I have a love for them. I have this affinity for them. And I know that you have any great writer. I wouldn't say great writer because I could be a shitty writer. Who knows? But any <laughs> no, writer. you're not a shitty writer. I, I can guarantee you I've read your writing too. You are like straight up my, I'm not even like, you're my kindred soul. You're my other half, the yin to my yang. You have everything yes. that I have always needed. And like you're amazing and i'm losing my fucking mind that you i just need you to write faster bestie i need you to write faster Uh, i'm I'm getting me to write faster too i genuinely genuinely i do (laughs) especially because you're like right on the cusp and i'm it's taking me back to like ptsd where i'm in school and i'm watching kim possible and ron stoppable and i'm wanting them to get together and they're not okay i had to wait how many seasons for that shit to happen (laughs) you're traumatized by kim possible i am it's real ptsd it's so I real. respect that, yeah. Because it's yes. not until, like, they go to fucking prom or something, right? That they It's like the last season, and I'm just like, wow. screw you guys. You know, my, my childhood heart is very annoyed at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, no, when it, when it comes to everything, like I was saying, it's like you live this world, and you're constantly thinking about your characters, and you're in love with them. And I know that that's going to be the same with you. You're in love with your characters, and you're in love with this world. So things need to be handled very gently. But also, at the same time, I'm not going to, like, sit here and be like, everything's great, and then let you put a book out that is not 100% perfect, or at least, because nothing's perfect, but 100% what I feel like your standard would be, especially if I can see this thing. Yes. Because our goal, our goal for you is New York Times bestselling author. (laughs) It's gonna, it is happening. Yes, that's, like, the goal, yes, but, like. Manifestation. That's such a good way of putting it, is, like, that no book is ever going to be totally 100% perfect, but what you're trying to do is, like. Um, achieve the same like standard of quality throughout the entire work yeah and like these the highest standard that you as the author are capable of like I the manuscript that I just turned in I can't like say anything about it or who it is or anything but I did um, read through it and I was like okay this book is phenomenal it's so good it was just oh I love it I can't say anything about it but like I had a meeting with the author and I was like okay I need to tell you I am marking up this book like crazy like more than usual and I want you to know that the reason that I'm doing that is because like this is a real like this is some gold it really really is and so like I'm gonna push you 
maybe a little bit harder than you're used to because like you have something here you have some fucking magic and i was like i want you to understand that the reason i'm going in on this and i'm pushing you is because like you could like you could take this to a whole nother level you have that you just need someone to like make you do it and yeah. so like i feel like that's what i i need <laughs> i need to be pushed like and i also need to like I need someone to help me set parameters of like what like where's the line of where everything needs to be in terms of like quality in terms of like gore in terms of everything well that too and like where the line is set for the next book too yes because like you were talking about when it comes to quality what we see often is the first book is either amazing or like you don't have some people who don't have the best footing for the first book mm-hmm. and then their second book may be just astounding because they have more resources at this yeah. point but there's this like lack of communication between two books and it's almost like another person wrote it and that can be frustrating yes. especially for a reader because it's like did I just really waste my time reading this book like if it's the second or did I mm-hmm. really just waste my time reading this first book and I'm hearing all of these good things about the second book I don't trust that yeah so we don't want that loss. It, we want it to stay consistent throughout the entire series of who you are as an author, how your writing style is, and where everything is segmented. A hundred percent. Like, that's such a, like, I, I'm terrified of, like, second book syndrome and oh, all yeah. of that. But, like, also something that I found um, that, like, I didn't really, like, realize until I started, like, editing and writing at the same time is that there... Like, I, as the author, know what's going to happen. I know who, like, who prevails in the end. I know, like, yeah. the current state of the union, the good guys, the bad guys, who's going to help, who's going to betray. I know all of those things. So, like, it's very difficult um, for me to see what, like, a reader might think. Because, like, I know who's going to be the ultimate big bad and who's going to be the ultimate hero in the end of the whole series. But yeah. I'm like, when someone else reads this book, like, they might not actually give a shit about that character. Like, they might think, like, oh, they're not important at all. These are the ones that I see are going to be really important. And so, like, stuff that I think is, like, kind of boring because it doesn't actually end up being the final boss other exactly. people might be like, this is so interesting. I think they're going to be it. And maybe I should put more effort into them. I don't know. That's true. Too. That's very true. And I, it's not something that I think of often. Um, because I, there was one, like, I think it was a writing passage that I read where someone said, when it comes to writing, you have to really think about who is that main character or who are the important characters from a like you said, from a reader standpoint, not from your standpoint, but from a reader standpoint. And I remember she was saying that someone was writing about um, a family who had been murdered and the uh, daughter whose family had been murdered is like seeking vengeance. And the uh, teacher was like, you know whose story this actually is? It's the murderer. It's not the daughter. It's the person who committed the crime. Mm-hmm. And so the readers would be more interested in figuring out what's going on with the actual killer and what their storyline is than this daughter who we've already had a million other books about vengeance stories and everything so what would be more interesting towards that you know the reader in that aspect and like you said when it comes to your book you know exactly how it's going to end and you know who the big boss is 
but you have to handle it with such care as to like almost guide the reader in a way to follow that same line without them picking oh I'm team this yeah. because imagine if like people were team Amarantha I don't know who would be but yeah. imagine <laughs> if someone were to pick that and then <laughs> she's no longer here mm-hmm. or like but they're like, looking for a redemption I do also like I kind of want to know like when someone reads this and they don't know what's going to happen like who are you interested in like who do you want to see yeah more of because like like you were saying like what if someone was like what if someone read Akatar and was like I think Amarantha is the coolest fucking character and I want to see more of her like yeah that and you know I kind of think like SJM does kind of fall into that trap because I recently reread A Court of Thorns and Roses after I read the entire series and like I thought this when I read it the first time and it was majorly solidified when I read it the second is that like there's no moment where you really like fall in love with Tamlin like she doesn't do much to make him like interesting Mm -hmm. like she makes Reese more interesting from the get go from the get go which I get that like you know she's gonna transition love interests so like you don't want you know there to but at the same time, I would prefer that. I would yeah. prefer a broken heart because that would make sense to me. Yes. Like, it just, I felt like Tamlin was, like, very weak. Like, I felt like SJM did not like him. Yeah, she projected that. And that's why when I read it and, and everything happened, I never looked at him as a villain. I always looked at him as a victim mm-hmm. of circumstance. And she she wrote him in as the villain, and you can tell like it's very evident that she wanted the readers, she guided the readers to hating him, and I think that's probably why I was just so against it or just wanted to reject it because the poor yeah. guy had actual PTSD yeah. and actual issues the same way that Rasand would have. I mean, mm-hmm. they were they're literally two coins or a coin of the same side or whatever it is. Yeah, like they're the same person, just different fonts. That's that's better yes. um <laughs> that's better but i agree i it's like okay there is also a point where guiding the audience maybe isn't a good idea because i would have preferred being completely heartbroken and obliterated by that breakup by yes. them having more of a connection and there never what i felt that there was more spice between her and lucian i than yes, I, I, yes, I totally agree and that is why like i think that Akatar, as as special as that series is to me, I think it is like a YA book with spice. Which, like, I oh, yeah. those two things are an oxymoron. Like, you shouldn't have like explicit spice in a YA book. But what I'm saying is, like, she wrote a YA book and then was like, "Let me add some spice, add a little bit of spice." Exactly. exactly. Like, she didn't write a new adult book because new adult books have to break your like they are allowed to break your heart. They're allowed yeah, to, like, I do that. It, it never... It, at least that book didn't. Yeah. It didn't break my heart. I think maybe the only heartbreaking thing I ever went through was when... Well, I don't want to give... Okay, um, spoilers ahead. But when Rhysand died. Like, when he died for, like, yeah. two seconds. But also, like, why why does she not kill any of her characters? Like, Amran, love Amran, should have not come back. Should have just died. I would have liked it had she not. Like, I know it's wrong, it, but she also wasn't my favorite character. Well, it's so. like, it's not even about, like, do I love her, do I hate her, anything. It's like, there have to be some sort of consequences. Like, you had this Real whole life. battle, and everyone survived, except for, like, Feyre's fucking dad, who had, like, two lines on the whole thing. Like, no one cares <laughs> that he's dead. 
it was very it was very hallmarky, and I think that's why um, Throne of Glass is that's why it's my favorite is yeah. because it's not hallmarky, and she does she has a relationship with the main character in one it's like the first book but not the first book because it's not a thorn or not, what when i talk about throne of glass it's not throne of glass it's another book that she had written about this main character that she falls in love with this guy and it breaks your heart they are not meant to be together and it completely obliterates you and then she actually does kill she doesn't kill main main characters but she kills characters who are a constant in yes. the book that you would like really be devastated about them dying and so i think that's why that series is my favorite of her writing um whereas the court of thorns and roses it it would be young yeah it would be young adult yeah i feel i yeah i agree like and i still i love akatar i loved it when i read it it's just that was something that i felt was like lacking for me and kept it in the YA category rather than pushing the boundary of it and making it new adult is that like it lacked a little bit of depth in the relationships between the two but I mean she has cemented herself in a way to where as people who are writing they're constantly comparing themselves and they're writing with hers yeah it's very difficult not to because she found something like a niche that just really triggered a lot of people to where it's like, I now have to compare myself. And you can't help but fall in love with these characters. I mean, I have my thoughts on her writing. I think that she does a good job. But I also have thoughts, like, I have my own criticisms when it comes mm-hmm. to her writing. Which I'm sure people would have with mine. But I just say that every person who is currently writing right now will compare themselves with her. And then the other one. Yeah. What's her name? <laughs> well, I think the thing with SJM that I like felt I liked a lot and was like really into is, and that I've seen her do multiple times is like the, it feels so real that the main character has like multiple love interests or like doesn't stay with the, with, with the, the same, same person. Cause like that's yeah. life besties. Like sometimes yes. your first boyfriend ain't a great, Not ain't a great no. dude. <laughs> like Mm-mm. he ain't the one. And like, that's exactly such a, uh, that's something you see so often in like YA books and stuff like that. And like the first time I was like, Oh, I fuck with that was like in the hunger games when like you think she's going to be with Gail and then she's not with Gail. And then she chooses PETA, even with all of the drama and all of the mind control, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. I that was good. That Didn't make sense to me. I, I, I was cool with it, but at the same time I was just like, mm, the mind thing. Can't deal with that. I can't deal with that. That one's killing my soul. I respect it. I yeah. respect it. But I, I get what you're saying, because um, it was something that wasn't done often. And when you do something that's kind of going against the grain, more people are going to be like, okay, this is awesome. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm excited to read your book, because I know that there's going to be things in there that it's not going to be typical for, you know, every fantasy novel that's yeah. been thrown out at us in the last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that, like, the reason that I really like it as as like a reader like i'm trying to be objective here the reason that i think that it is good and worth querying is because i do think that it has a different perspective and i think it's a fantasy book written like a horror novel where it has like a lot of suspense it has a lot of like imagery and graphic detail it has um a lot of like really unexpected twists and turns that like are quintessential horror 
that like you don't yeah. often see in fantasy because they're tropes from another genre and that is what I like about it and I hope that other people like it too I think people will like it I think people will like it because I know that I was missing that in a lot of the fantasy that I would read especially someone who does enjoy reading horror novels or have a little bit more graphics when it comes to reading I'm very excited because your attention to detail is insane so I know I mean I don't think that this book is going to be for the weak of heart but <laughs> I think that it's I think anyone should try it I think any person who feels like they're up for the challenge should definitely try it when this book comes out but yes whenever it comes out I have no idea when that will be where it will be I literally have no idea but um I'll keep you guys updated in the meantime though uh what are you reading now are you what are you trudging through so I am reading The Shack, and it's mm. by uh, William P. Young. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Um, so essentially, it's more of a religious book. I read a, like I read all books, and I read all different religions. But it basically is written by William P. Young in the book. He's letting you know that he's writing this for his friend, who is Mackenzie. They call him Mac. And he goes through a very traumatic experience in his life, um, which leaves him... Well, he's gone through a lot of traumatic experiences in his life, but it leaves him almost empty. And once he... He gets into a position where he is on the edge of death, and he is seeing people that are otherworldly that are kind of healing him. And so for me, I've read this book multiple times, and when I go through reading slumps... I like to go back and read books that I've read before. It's like that comfort read where I know that I'm going to finish it. I couldn't do To Kill a Mockingbird because I read it literally 50 times at this point. Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Mm, no, we're not doing that right now. So The Shack, I just kind of brought it in, especially because it's like, I feel, I don't want to say Christmassy because it's not. Yeah. But it has snow in it. So I correlate that with Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this is a perfect December book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, it's... It's a really good book. I think that any person, no matter what your religion is, if you're not a religious person at all, I think that it's still a good read. The writing mm-hmm. is impeccable. The person, William P. Young, um, the way that he writes his detail, it's so insane because it makes you feel like you're in this shack. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can smell the fire like while you're reading it. He is so good in the detail. So I would say give it a shot. Um, but if you're not into that stuff, then that's fine is what it is. But what are you reading? Yeah. Okay, that sounds super interesting. I like my. I might even check that out because I'm. I. I never heard of it until right now, and it sounds actually very interesting. It's so good. There's a movie out too, so if oh, you want to skip that, that step. <laughs> um. So I'm reading a billion fucking things, obviously, because I'm mentally unstable. <laughs> I am not present in this realm right now. But like, now. what good author is mentally stable? That's so. a great point. That is not mm-hmm. the first time you've brought that up to comfort me. I and know. I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I talked about this earlier, but the main book of book of the moment for me is um, The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. It is a book about <clears throat> these two uh, dueling magicians. And in this book, it's like a high fantasy. And when I say magician, like they do work as like circus magicians, but they are actual mages. Um, and essentially, like the book always says it's about these two dueling magicians, but in reality it's actually about like four so it's these two like overarching magicians who are like old and like famous for their talents 
who then take on these two apprentices to mm-hmm. one day have a glorious battle with you know one man standing type of thing and so the book is like leading up to this battle and so these young magicians are being trained by these older magicians to go into this battle and it's like it's dark but also like very whimsical and just like beautiful the writing of it is phenomenal it's very poetic it's like it's definitely unique to her to Erin Morgenstern the like mm-hmm. the way she structures things and like the way she writes sentences it's like it's very very unique it reminds me a lot of the way that V.E. Schwab writes I was gonna say who I love who I love yeah really dying for them I love them so much <laughs> so like it reminds me a lot of that but at the same time it makes it a little bit more dense denser more dense yeah you know what I'm saying where it's like it just demands a little bit more focus and I need to be medicated yes. for that. So it's taken me a long time to read it, but I am really, really enjoying it. And then I'm also almost done with Death by Laura Thalassa, which is the last book in the Four Horsemen You series. are literally picking the longest reads ever, like reads that you I genuinely know. have to stay up for. I know. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm like almost done. And like, it's so long. <laughs> it's Night Circus. It's good. Nice, Orcus. All right. I'm definitely going to have to look into that, um, especially because you mentioned that it's similar to, I can't, I can never pronounce the name. It's V. V. E. Schwab. Schwab. Thank you. Which. Yes. Guys. We don't, everyone already knows. Everyone. Addie. 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 She's amazing. Oh, a hundred percent. I like probably one of my favorite books of all time. Love, love that so much. This this brings me to a topic that is so long I cannot talk about it because we're already an hour and yes. 20 minutes into this episode oh, but God. like <laughs> at some point we have to talk about my theory and how the book The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue like someone's opinion on that will help you categorize them as a reader and never give them a bad recommendation ever again like you will know everything about a reader if you hear their opinion on this book I've written a whole theory on this it's so important Guys. to discuss but we can't talk about it <laughs> no. now because we have to go we have to go Oh my god. Okay, but uh, thank you so much for listening to episode three. Uh, we'll be back with more drinking. And hopefully it'll be more concise. Yes. Hopefully. And everybody just wish me some fucking luck on this book. Wish Danny some luck on reading it because she's going to be the first one to read the entire thing so and she's going to be going through it. The honor. The honor. Okay, well, I guess we'll catch you guys <laughs> next time. Um, don't know what the episode is going to be about. Who knows at this point? Yeah, we'll let you know. We will let you know, besties. We'll let you know at the very beginning of the next episode, because that is when we will figure it out. (laughs) Yes, honestly. Thank you so much for listening. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.